everyone, welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at a movie that was released during this week in history. We're starting with mostly movies and released in 1998. We hope that you enjoy our show, and we encourage you to participate here in discussion about the episode, or what you hope to hear in future episodes. So, today, we're talking about um, a really good movie, one that didn't do that well, that came out 20 years ago, called Out of Sight. I enjoyed this movie. I remember seeing it in 98 or 99, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've seen it since then, so I'd forgotten a lot about it. Yes. But it was very enjoyable. I just finished it up uh, last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just... It was very enjoyable. I just rewatched it this morning. Now, I've seen it a few times because I'm a really big Elmore Leonard fan. Mm -hmm. Love all of his work. So, I I like these He's from the Blues Brothers, right? Elmore? Elmore Leonard, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I loved all of those movies, so I haven't seen this in a while. And it holds up really well. It's 20 years old, and it's still... Really enjoyable. It really does. And directed by Soderbergh, who, yeah. who after this went on to Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the Ocean's Eleven movies and a lot of other stuff. This was his yeah. first big movie that wasn't... Because he was known at this time for like Sex, Lies, and Videotape mm-hmm. and weird stuff like that. Yep. So this is his first... Mainstream? Yeah. You want to call it mainstream? I would. Yeah, his first foray into like big budget filmmaking. Sure. With big stars and everything like that. Sure. So I really like this, and we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted to make sure, I'm going to try to get this out really quick today. And I try to do that anyway, but sometimes it takes me a little while. Because, uh, I, you know, I told you I'm going up to visit a friend in Winnipeg. Well, they are at a car show in Minnesota this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they're driving back today. Oh, and okay. And they're like, can we have something to listen to? Well, so here you go. Here you guys. go. You're going to have this to listen to. Safe travels back to Canada. Do they want us to, like, sing them songs, too? No, I, I said oh, we'd okay. get naked and do it on, on and, and do this naked. Is that cool? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. It's a podcast. They couldn't see it. Anyway, oh, damn it. So it'd just be awkward for us. What if it's not? <laughs> then, <laughs> then I have more awkward thoughts. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, the box office 20 years ago. We were just talking about this. Um, this movie didn't open fantastic, even though it sat in at number four this weekend. Yeah, it, it did not do well. Um, the number one movie was Dr. Doolittle at the peak of Eddie Murphy's second, I'd say career His time. second coming, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Because he did, you know, he was really huge Beverly Hills Cops with Beverly Hills cop. The golden child's one of my favorite. I love you know, that movie coming to America. Then he kind of died off, did vampire in Brooklyn and, uh, the movie, what was it called? Metro or like he tried. Sorry, to do, like, don't remember those movies. <laughs> yeah. That, that was why. And then he had Nutty professor. So he's back on his back upswing, on upswing until he, you know, is a good Samaritan and takes the like tra- wasn't she a transvestite home? I think she was. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. He, but yeah, she, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, this was so this was at the second like his second peak. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Doolittle opened number one, which was twenty nine million um yeah. in ninety eight, you know, probably that's mid fifties I'd say now. Mm-hmm. It it opened well. It was a good movie. Sitting second place is a movie that we didn't do yet. Mulan. Yeah, like I said, it's good. But we decided Watch to it. talk about um, Cliffhanger and uh, Last Action Hero, which was a very interesting one. If you guys haven't heard that one yet, go back and download the one from last week. Yeah. Um, so that's number two. Um, it only dropped 25% from week to week because it is bad. good. Um, it took over number two from X-Files, which dropped from one to three with a 55%. That movie was bad. Yeah. 
That and, was bad. And there was people that wanted to see X-Files, and they saw it the first week, and then no one else cared because well, this is a movie you had to watch, what was it, six years? Yeah. At the time? Like, six years of stuff to understand anything going on, so. To get to the to get to get this movie of X-Files, you had to really be an X-Files fan, and I was. I was yeah. one of the people who went and saw this movie. Yeah, I saw it and too. And I saw it that first weekend knowing it, I was a big X-Files fan, and I watched it and went, oh, this sucks. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I think that accounts for the 56% drop. Yeah. Is people going out of that first weekend and telling their friends, D, I don't need to see that. Yeah. I'll, Let all, the show die. All I remember was there were bees. I remember something about bees. <laughs> that's I don't about remember all much. I remember. But then number then four, four is Out of Sight. Um, like I said, I'm a big fan of these kind of movies. I love Elmore Leonard mm-hmm. books. Um, and in the 90s, it was like the heyday of this because we had... Out of sight, we had Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, Get Shorty. I love Get love Shorty. Get Shorty. Um, you know, this might sound controversial, but I think my favorite John Travolta performance is Get Shorty. Yeah. I mean, I love Pulp Fiction. I, I say love Grease. I love all those. But the time I thought John Travolta was the, maybe not his best, but the coolest was Chili Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's hard to argue that. Yeah. So it really is. So this is the heyday of Elmore Leonard because he's a great author, R.I.P. I miss him because I read until he died. I read his stuff. I read mm-hmm. the last one he did was Raylan, which was Raylan Givens from. He created the character from Fire in the Hole, and then he was on the six years of Justified, which I absolutely adore and love. I like Justified. This and is then a good like, show. yeah, so then he wrote more about him. So that's where that came from. But this was in the heyday. This is right after Jackie Brown came out. Wasn't a huge hit, but critically liked, you know, it's got a big it's good following. Enough. Yeah, I love Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, so this comes out. And yeah, it's Steven Soderbergh at he's trying something new, and you see a lot of what he's going to do with the Ocean's oh. Eleven franchise. This is, you know, his primer for that. Let's be honest with you. Um George Clooney's character in this could really be Danny, Danny Ocean. Ocean. This could actually be how Danny Ocean is in prison. Yeah, there you go. Danny Ocean's life. It's, it's, really a prequel, it's a prequel for Ocean's Eleven. Obviously it's not. Yeah. Um, uh, entirely different characters. But. but yeah, and you see a lot of the stuff because you see he's in it. The color palette's very similar to it. Don very. Cheadle's in it. Don but Cheadle's without a really it. bad English accent like he has in the Ocean's <laughs> movies. No, he's just got a gangsta accent. Yeah. Um, but Jennifer Lopez. Jen- Jennifer Lopez has never been better or hotter than in this movie. You know, I, I was looking at her when we watched this and I thought, you know, she looked as good as she's ever looked when she was in this movie. Yes. Because after this, she's... I don't know what she's done to herself since then. I mean, she's... I don't think she's that charismatic of an actress. She's not. I mean, she's been in a... But in this movie, I thought she was... She's I she was extremely charismatic. She's extremely charismatic. She's hot, and you believe that she could beat the crap out of these guys. Cause well, and her relationship with George Clooney on screen was yeah. seemed really good. Oh, yeah. It was, but like, there's that one of my favorite scenes is scene where she's with like the brother-in-law, and she he's like talking about the dogs, like oh yeah, All the bitches like their yeah. bones. I'll give you a I'll bone. I'll give you a bone, bitch. And then she just beats the crap <laughs> she out hits of him with that like like yeah. nightstick, it was like her collapsible baton. And she's and he goes. Um, what was that? And she's like, you want to tussle? We tussled. And she just <laughs> closed it, it, freeze frame. She was so badass and she was believable yeah, in that point. She was. Um, I love the character of Karen Sisko because after this, oh, yeah. they made a really great ABC show. It didn't do that well because I'm one of the only people that watched it. But it was this character played by uh, Carla Giugano, who's sexy in everything she does. What show was that? It's called Karen Sisko. Is it really? Yeah. I guess I never saw it. It was... 
on maybe 2003, four, somewhere around there. It was an ABC show, and she was just playing um, this character. And like, I'm it was, look it up. Yeah, it's a good show. It was like case of the week kind of thing. Hmm. And the one bad thing was it was like proto-justified because okay. they were trying the same thing, but it was on ABC, so they're trying to make it into what they now have in like Castle and shows like that where it's, eh. you know, it's kind of got a storyline, but it's also case of the week, so... Yeah, but, but I mean, like the character is really good, and both people they've had played is awesome. But yeah, George Clooney and uh, Jennifer Lopez—they had such good chemistry in this movie. So what right. this movie is about, and it's a little—you know—it jumps back and forth, and there's a lot of freeze frames because it's Soderbergh. It's he's not, Soderbergh. He's not going to make a totally mainstream movie his first time out. I don't no. think he made one until Ocean's Eleven. So what the movie's about is. Um, Danny Ocean. No. <laughs> <laughs> we could just call him Danny Ocean. Yeah. Um, no, George Clooney plays Jake, I think. Jack? Jake? Jack? One of them. Something like that. We'll um, keep talking while I look yeah. it up. But he is a bank robber. And the movie starts out that he just gets out of something. He's upset. He sees a bank across the street and actually has a very smart um, huh. robbery. Like he's just He just sees this guy with a briefcase and he goes over to Teller's like, if you don't give me the money you have in it, I'm going to signal to this guy, and he's going to blow your um, manager's you know, he- head off, like put a bolt right between his head, and right between his eyes. And she's like, okay. And he's like, you're doing really good. You know, Put the money in the envelope. Is this your first time being robbed? Well, you're doing really good. Doing really Smile well. so people don't think you're being robbed. So then he <laughs> leaves, and he gets in his car, <laughs> and the car doesn't start. start, and he's like... Ah, ah, ah. And the funniest part is, like, the cop comes and he goes, Sir, I think you flooded it. <laughs> Which is line for line from the book, too. Right. What Elmore Leonard is known for is his great characteristics of, you know, these cops and criminals, mm-hmm. but also his sparkling dialogue. So, gotcha. Yeah, he's just like, I think you flooded it. So he goes back to jail. Um, in the Glades. Yeah, in, in the Glades. And there he um, meets Luis Guzman, who is... Oh, my. You know, a pl- Soderbergh, you know, player number one. Mm-hmm. And he he knows that him and all of his friends, all these Cubans, are getting ready to stage a An break. escape, yep. Um, so he's Tips going, off the guard. Yeah, tips off the guard. Says, meet me at this chapel at night, which I don't think a guard should do that. I, you know, I don't when think you should have a clandestine meeting when the pri- no. prisoner's not um, chained up I or agree. something. And on top of that, when, it, when he said, meet me, you know, they're planning an escape, meet mm-hmm. me at the thing. If you're the prison guard, don't you go tell your buddies? Hey, yeah, there's going to be a prison. I'm going to find out more about it at this meeting. I'm going to find out more tonight, but there is going to be a breakout. Yeah. You would think that you would tell somebody, but Mm -hmm. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. So they meet up. Um, This is after, I'm just going to call him Danny Ocean. That's fine. We'll go with Danny (laughs) Ocean. This is after uh, Clooney calls his ex-wife, played by Catherine. Jack Foley, by the way. Jack Foley. Okay, I knew it was Jack or Jake. Jake Foley's actually a actor i think so jack maybe foley. so jack foley um but yeah he talks to his ex-wife who's played by katherine keener who's another these like soderbergh movies but elmore leonard movies in general just have great cast throughout so he talks to her uh says make sure buddy's ready to go buddy's his like best friend yep he's done played all these ving rames. ving rames yeah uh he's done all these bank robberies with them they actually got caught the time before because mm-hmm. there's a joke throughout the whole thing that he always confesses to his his sister, sister, who's a nun. Afterwards. Yeah. But he did it accidentally beforehand. She called the cops on him, and that's why <laughs> yeah. they get arrested. That's how they got caught. So this is also the time where um, we meet Karen Sisko about the same time when all this is going on. She's with her dad, played by one of my favorite character actors of all time, Dennis Farina. Yep. 
Uh, I first knew him actually from Get Shorty because he played the bad guy in that, and mm-hmm. only Dennis Farina could make a line "fuck you, fuck ball" so good. Um, yeah, but I'll he, agree with that. he's the dad, and you know, you meet Karen Cisco. She's this tough marshal getting ready to go down to the same um, place in the glades to, you know, talk to a prisoner that doesn't like the macaroni and cheese, and it's against his rights. Yeah. So she goes there, and she gets there the exact time the um, the exact time the breakout's going on. Yeah. So she sees them. And there's a great shot because Buddy, Ving Rames is right behind her. And she opens her, and she's in this really nice Chanel suit. Like yeah. I said, Jennifer Lopez is hot in this movie. She is. And she just opens her trunk and just takes out a shotgun and just points at these guys. And Ving Rames is like, what the hell? <laughs> so um, yeah. she gets the guards to get a few of them. They shoot down a few of them. And George Clooney comes out. In yeah, a guard uniform. Yeah, in a guard uniform. Because he knocked he beat, out the other yeah, guy. Yeah, he knocked out the guard that he was supposed to meet. And he comes through the tunnel. He's like, why are you pointing at me? You know, Ving Rames takes the shotgun and they lock George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez in into the trunk. And this is one of the most famous scenes of this movie. It really is. But it, it led a question to me at that point when this is all happening. The guards have noticed her. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two questions I had. Number one, she hasn't identified herself. Yeah. She's standing there with a shotgun, shotgun. at a prison break. Yeah. <laughs> the Very guards at the tower are literally shooting everybody who comes out. Yeah, you think they'd be like, uh, why do you have a gun there, miss? So that's the first question I have. The second question is, once George Clooney comes out and Ving Rhames and George Clooney take her, mm-hmm. the guards don't notice them putting the two well, of them in the trunk. They're all worried about... The I guess. Two, they're worried about uh, Luis well, Guzman and his like boyfriend that the, escaped. That took off. That actually yeah. did get away. Yeah, because yeah. two others followed. They were shot. They shot. And then, like, there's another one that was captured. Right. But it's still, you know, I guess the two questions tying together. First of all, wouldn't you notice the woman with the shotgun? Yeah. she did yell at you. Yeah. And second of all, once you notice her, wouldn't you keep your eye on her? Because yeah, you like, don't know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> is this part of the jail escape? And you just keep your eye on her because she's... Well, it's Jennifer in, Lopez. Yeah, and, Jennifer Lopez yeah. in a nice suit. But so... um they put them in the trunk. Like, Ving mm-hmm. Rhames is driving her car because yep. he had a different car. So he steals her car now. Yeah. So they put her in the trunk with George Clooney. And this is actually supposed to be a one-take shot uh-huh. um, of just those two. But test audiences, I guess, weren't ready for a one yet. So that's why they kept splitting it up. But I would have, uh, like, you can find the... Un- the actual unedited? Yeah, well, not and, unedited, but... Yeah, like, the literally unedited version yeah. of it. And it's so good because... The dialogue in this is great because, again, they just literally, you know, adapt it from the movie, from mm-hmm. the book. Right. But the chemistry between those two. It just is held so through good. the whole movie. Yeah. And just like little touches where he's not like forcing himself on her. And he even says that. He's like, yeah. I've been in prison a long time. I'm not going to do that. That's not me. That's not who I am. But just how he would like put his hand on her thigh and kind of and, like. Like tap his finger. Yeah. And he they close thigh, up yeah. on it and everything like that. The chemistry between is just literally oh. sparkling at this point. Yeah, it's just coming off the screen. Yeah. And then um, they park at this one place. And then um, Glenn, who's played oh. by another one of my favorite like actors I, at this time that was so big, I Steve Zahn. I love Glenn. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to help them. And, oh, and this is also, she just got this new gun from her dad. So the gun's in the trunk, but she couldn't get it. So couldn't get it. So she, you know, George Clooney, Jack gets out, and she, like, loads it and starts shooting, shooting her trunk. the trunk. And he's like, hey, hey, hold on. You're she keeps shooting. He's like, you're car. just putting holes in your car. So um, 
They get her to drop the gun. He takes it, and then they go to the next car, which they're supposed to meet with is Glenn. So <laughs> Buddy and Jack are talking because Buddy doesn't understand why they still have the marshal. They should have right. left her. Should have left her there. But so he's already take, smitten. They tell Glenn to put put her yeah. in the car, and and we'll go. We'll be there in a minute. Yeah, because uh, Jack's already smitten. Oh yeah, Claire by this time, uh, Karen by this time. So um, those two are talking, and there's a great scene with. Um, again, Jennifer Lopez is so good in this because she's talking to Glenn, played by Steve Zahn. He's stoned and everything. She's like, I know who you are. I took you to, I took, transported you somewhere yeah, two to some years prison. ago. He's like, oh, no. He's, That's he's like, you haven't, you're not in trouble yet. You haven't really done anything. We just go. Let's go. So they're talking and all of a sudden they just hear the car turn on. But he's like, he wants to go. And you can see <laughs> that takes off. takes off. I love the look on, Clooney is so good at that look on his face of like, Oh, what the hell? Yeah. You know, and, and that look on his face at that point is just perfect. Yeah. So um, so they go away. Um, then you find out a little bit later, George Clooney, uh, um, Jack, and Buddy actually get to the hotel he's staying at with all these old people, which yep. I found funny. I was great. Um, and she actually gets hurt because then there's a scene where you think he's in a bath. But you, you should have been able to tell that this was a woman's fantasy. Oh, of course it was. Because he's got he's like in the bathtub, like right out of uh, prison. It's like he would take a shower to get you would all take the a shower. Gut, gunk off. But there's also um, candles. candles all over the place. <laughs> and she has nice. this fantasy of him in the shower, in the bath. And then well, she like comes and they start making out. She wakes up and she has a giant knot on her head because he wasn't listening to uh, Glenn wasn't listening to where to go so they get into an accident and through the rest right. of the movie he has the stupidest bandage on his head it's hilarious it's like a, it's like a um, it's a headband it's like a much. headband bandage yeah, yeah. but come I mean isn't it everybody's fantasy to be in a bath yeah with Jennifer Lopez well yeah I mean but I'm saying you know if it was a guy they would have been like I'm taking a shower and you're right then, the girl would have gotten in the shower with him. You're absolutely right. Because, yeah, also the... Why would Ving Rhames' character have, like, candles all around for the tub? George Clooney. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to give it to him. They'd been in prison. Hey, they, they're they good friends. They are good friends. But, so, we have that. So, now everybody's out of prison. Mm-hmm. We have her looking for um, George Clooney. She's not on it yet because she talks to the FBI guy and just totally gives him crap because she's like, how many times have you been through the door? And he's like... Oh, I have to give you my qualification. She's like, oh, no, you have to yeah. know what you're talking about. And one of the best scenes is like her dad's still there because she's in the hospital, and you just hear him snicker, and he's watching from the um, side he's of the door. He's walking from the side of the door, just watching had, her rip this yeah. FBI guy a new one. The FBI guy had had tried to get him to leave because uh-huh. he was trying to be all big and bad. Yeah, and she's bigger and badder than he yeah. is. But then um, they get out, and they have a scene because. The dad doesn't like her dating choices. That's a big thing yeah, through it's it. A big and choice. she's dating Ray Nicolet, um, a Mike character King. through a lot of the Elmore Leonard books. And one of the best things was he played the same character in Jackie Brown a year before. Mm-hmm. So they brought him back. Um, Tarantino actually did this. Like they were half, they would have had to pay the rights. Mm-hmm. And Tarantino went to Merrimax, like just give him the rights to that character. So they yeah. didn't have to pay. But he shows up. Good he's, move. Yeah, he's married. But he's, you know, got a thing going on with Karen Sisko on the side. And he come one of my favorite lines, because I love Dennis Farina, he's wearing this shirt and it just says FBI really big. Yeah, and I Dennis Farina just looks at it and goes, says undercover. Yeah. do you have one that says undercover on it? <laughs> the look on Michael Keaton's face, he's just chewing that gum. Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton he doesn't get it. Michael Keaton is so good in this because all he has to do is play off Dennis Farina yeah. because 
him and Jennifer Lopez have very few seconds together. Very, like, very, very little interaction between the two of them. Yeah, because um, they're talking. He's trying. She's trying to find out more about who was caught because they caught all of them except for Guzman now. Mm-hmm. And she's asking about Jack. And then she goes and actually has a phone call with them. And it's Michael Keaton and Dennis Farina in the other room. Dennis Farina has this long monologue about this woman that the house was broken into and she sleeps with the guy. Sleeps the cop. And then at the yeah. end, you know, he's ex- Michael Keaton, Ray Nicholas explains like, oh, well, she was doing this. He's like, but you protected her identity. So you're saying that it's okay to sleep with someone as long as no one knows. And Michael Keaton, again, just has that look on his face like... Just this dumbfounded look. And then he just kind of chuckles and looks for help. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, now we got um, the whole plot. We know who's caught and everything. So now Jennifer Lopez goes to um, his ex-wife's house. And it's funny because George Clooney also just wants to make sure she's okay because... He's mm-hmm. worried Guzman is going to attack him. Which he him. was. Yeah, which he goes to. But they go and um, they look at the house. And, you know, this is a great Sto- Soderbergh touch. There's just all these people wearing those, like, dark <laughs> the little sunglasses little and the little earpieces. earpieces. And one guy's, like, hedge clipping, but he's not, <laughs> he's not even touching the edge when he's clipping. And everybody else is playing, like, checkers. And, like, like they're a- the... Like seven people around a checkerboard, and none of them are the at the board. Only people not like a hundred years old in the <laughs> exactly. whole thing. Exactly. So um, they go to like um, Karen Cisco goes and talks to his ex uh, wife, who they still get along with fine. You know, she doesn't right. anything against them, which is um, good. Yeah, but then Luis Guzman shows up. Oh, with and, Jennifer Lopez there. Yeah, with Jennifer Lopez there, he like breaks in a, uh, a window, window in the door. and opens it. Yeah. And she just like totally manhandles him. Oh. He's just on the ground, and like the Guzman voice, like "Ow, lady, ow, ow!" ow. And um, so she calls uh, Cisco. Calls the FBI guys, like, "Hey, if I bring in such and such, time to be on the task force." Yeah, if you bring him in, you know, meet us here. And all the time, there's this other thing going on because um, the ex-wife used to be a, a magician's assistant. Yeah, and in the book, it was a bigger thing because like he's in more of it. He just is so interested in this one thing. The how do you do the sawing in half? So he's on the ground and they're having this other conversation. She's like, he's like, fake legs. No, that's how not How do they right. move them? How do they move their and toes? So that, that's the end of that character, though. He's arrested. He's he gone. goes back to jail. Um, but she gets on the task force. They almost catch them when they're leaving. There's a great scene where they're in uh, – Buddy and um, Jack are in the elevator. And they're going down. Oh, my and God. Everybody that's else a great scene. Everybody's and, running up the stairs yeah, except they're for going Jennifer down. Lopez. Yeah, and Jennifer Lopez is there, and she sees Jack, and he just waves, and she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, because um, she's been left in, in the lobby as they go to raid the apartment because yeah. the big FBI agent's like, you can't handle it. Yeah, you have to stay down here. Watch for them to escape. Yeah. And the elevator opens. There's this old woman on the elevator, and, and they lock eyes, uh-huh. Jennifer Lopez and, and he George just waves. And he just waves, and the elevator closes, and they and keep she, going yeah, down. And she, and she just is like... Literally holding the walkie-talkie about to say something, but just just doesn't can't. say anything. Yeah, and he goes, "She, she was right there. He, I, I waved at her." And Buddy's like, "What are you talking about?" So then they go. And then they have to take off. Uh huh. And the one thing we haven't know, uh, mentioned, God, the music in this is great. Oh, it is. It's, it's just something I love about cool. Soderbergh movies. Yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, and like if for me, if I was reading the Elmore Leonard book, this is the music. This is the kind it. of music I'd have. So now. You know, they have like an awesome montage because now they're all going to Detroit. They're off to Detroit because that's where the next job was going Yeah, that's be. where the next job is. And um, so we go up to Detroit because what you also find out – and when I watched this, I was 16, 17. Sure. I knew Albert Brooks as a voice actor every once on The Simpsons that I really mm-hmm. liked. 
since then, in those 20 years, I've fallen in love with a lot of his old movies, mm-hmm. like um, Defending Your Life, um, Lost in America, mm-hmm. Modern Romance, all the stuff. Sure. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. <laughs> He's the voice of Marlon. He is Marlon. But I forgot he was in this. I got so happy when Albert when Brooks you saw him in there. played Rip, the um, like Wall the Street banker yeah. that is in prison, and like Don Cheadle's doing the let's you know, be shakedown. Sure. He's like a Wall Street multimillionaire living in Detroit. Mm-hmm. In that house in Detroit today, it costs fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that house isn't <laughs> worth much now. But um, yeah, so he lives in Detroit. But there's a great scene in the movie where. Uh, Don Cheadle playing Snoopy because he was a pit bull boxer, but now right. if you pet him, he lays down. Again, God, Elmer Leonard was great. Yeah. So he's like this corrupt boxing guy that, what did, didn't he get arrested for credit card fraud though? It was credit card fraud he got nailed for. Yeah. Was it him? Yeah, it was Yeah, him. it was him. And but then he shanks some guy in the yard. Yeah, and that gives him the. That gives him all the street Yeah, that gives the him the credit. Um, But. So he's shaking down Albert Brooks, and he's got, like, fish that he's trying to give him. He's like, oh, this is this much, this is this much. And George Clooney's in the library, and he's like, this is the fucking dumbest shakedown I've ever seen. <laughs> he's like, if he kills you, Rip, he gets no money. Well, he can fall. I love this line, too. He can fall on something hard, like a shiv or my dick. And then Albert Brooks is like, no, I'll pay, I'll pay. Just like, <laughs> just like perfect Albert Brooks, yeah. like, line read. And he's like, no, if you get hurt. You leave and he won't pay. And then, like, he had this other big black guy come yeah. up and he's like, he's right here. He's like, this is the 37th ranked guy in the, yeah, uh, in the prison system. boxing. And George Clooney deadpan goes, what, out of 20? <laughs> Which was an awesome <laughs> line. And then George Clooney, like, hits him in the nuts with a book and then smacks him across the face of the book and knocks him down. Yeah. And then the, the guard comes, comes in and they're like, they're like, <laughs> we love reading and shit, man. It got so <laughs> reading excited. is all fundamental as fuck. <laughs> I got so excited scene. about this shit. Yeah, I just love that, though. He's th- ranked 37th, what, out of 20? That's just a great line. So that was every- a fantastic line. So then, you know, we go back. Now we see what, where, where we were in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We have the same scene because right. Al- he saved Albert Brooks's character, Rip. Yeah. He's like, when you're out, I'll give you a job. And I mean, like, I didn't – now that I'm older, I'm like – Really what did you expect? See. Yeah, I'm like, he's giving you a security guard That's job. That's not it's, a bad job. It's a cushy job. He, I mean, well, what I, you did I, was protect him, and he's wanting to do the same thing. I don't know what he. I don't know what he expected because I don't that's, we find out that's what he's pissed off about at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Is he storms out of that? Well, he gets tossed out. Yeah. Of the building after finding out that the job he was going to be given was a security, security guard. guard. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and Rip even says he's like, it's a crappy job. It's crappy pay, but keep working on this. Let me see that you can do this, and I'll yeah. give you something better. So I'm I'm old Clooney's now. Pissed off. Yeah, I mean, like he is a bad guy. So well, yeah. But yeah. So and then we're back to the beginning where he robs the bank. Right. But the funniest thing was when I watched this movie the first time. There was these two women behind us. Mm-hmm. Could not follow. They didn't going understand back this. and forth. How would they hold? How would they handle Ocean's Twelve? Which, in my opinion, jumps a lot more than this yeah. one does. But I remember this scene. So we're halfway through the movie, and they're like. How stupid is he? He's robbing the same place again. <laughs> it's like in oh, the same God. outfit. Yeah, I'm like, With the oh, same God. thing. It's okay, we're but but um, it, what's actually happening here during this flashback is this is their travel time to Detroit. Yeah, this is their travel time. So you're finding out everybody, you know, he's pissed and they're going to rob because he's told Glenn, who then told everybody that he's got five million dollars in uncut diamonds in his house. Right. So now Glenn was going to do it with Buddy and Jack, but now since he left him. He thinks him, they got nicked. Yeah, and he left him, so and he left that's him. gone. He goes and finds Snoopy, who is now with my favorite character of this movie. White guy? White boy Bob. White boy Bob. I love white boy Bob. He is a great, just big, fat, white dude. And his his fate is so befitting of him. Yes. 
But um, now they're going, and they pick up Isaiah Washington yep. pre-Grey's Anatomy and yep. his homophobic rant. Well, that, you know. And they go, and, like, it's a really cool scene, because Steve Zahn's a car guy. Yeah. But he's with them, and he's like, here's a hatchet. And Steve Zahn's just like, hatchet? What, is, what are you doing? And they go to the scene, and you don't see anything. You just see Steve Zahn's face. And he's <sighs> he's known for having sunglasses on. And Jack, at one point, says, if he has those sunglasses on, I'm going to throw him off the bridge with him attached his to his face. face. <laughs> And so, like, they finally get, like, they go, I think he's a drag queen, and they kill yeah. his drag queen. And the drag queen, when he gets shot, takes off the glasses, and you see this horrifying scene just through the eyes of Steve Zahn. You don't see what's going on, but you haven't... You got a good idea You got a good idea what's happening. So then, um, Buddy and um, Jack get up there. They meet. They say, hey, we know that he told you, but he, it's coming out of your end. We get half of it. You guys can fight over the rest. Sure. So, and then Karen Sisko gets up there. Um, they find out where he finds out where she's staying. Cause he, I guess calls every hotel in the greater Detroit area. Asking for San Francisco. So they have another scene that's great because it's done in a way where they're meeting at the bar and they're pretending they, they pretty much take a timeout. You know, she's not after yep. him. He's not doing anything. They introduce themselves to different people. Yeah. And then they drop that bullshit really pretty quick. Like, yeah. Let's just, so they have the scene and like, they're still talking and then they go forward but you still have the dialogue from that. Yep. And then they go back to the dinner and then they go forward. And they have a nice night together. And she's like, this wasn't just about, you know, some sort of kinky thing. He's like, well, I could now say I fucked a, um, a U.S. U.S. Marshal. Do you think do you I'm going to do that? that? Yeah, so they have this nice scene. You know, they get together. all, And again, it's great chemistry because these two had just wonderful chemistry. They did. And um, then we move on. We're pretty much to the end. Um, she finds out about the thing from Steve Zahn, who is running the hell away. Because she's told him to. Yeah. Well, like, well, he's trying to... he's trying to get away from Snoopy. Yeah. He's there at the fight, and he tries to steal the car he already stole, and she goes, what are you doing, <laughs> stealing the car? I can't steal it, man. I already stole it. Man. I can't steal it if I stole it last week. Yeah. And she's like, thanks. If you're cold, run. So he just... He literally gets the hell out <laughs> just of Dodge. Runs down the street. Because he wants nothing to do with this anymore, so... We're at the end, and it's That's Buddy. That's the last we see of him. Yeah, it's Buddy and Jack going with Snoopy and his like his crew, crew. Uh, including White Boy Bob. Yeah, White Boy Bob. And this is the best thing you see: White Boy Bob trip when getting into the car. You do, you and see then him he trips. The, he trips going outside up the, the car. Yeah, oh yeah, at, up the stairs beforehand. Because yep. what happens to they poor White Boy Bob is great. But so it's the five of them. It's the three. Well, and, and actually, let's. So the trip as they're getting into the van. Mm -hmm. When I first saw this movie, I was like. I wonder if that was just like a uh, part of a, the, a blooper, and they yeah. just left it in because it actually played. Fairly yeah, with and then they, then once you see what happens the rest of the way, you're like, yeah, oh, that, 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 that was, was on purpose. Yeah. So now they're at Ripper's house. Yep. Um, and the girl from RoboCop answers the door. Um, <laughs> when she opened that door the first time, I was like, "What?" Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, look, okay. it's, it's the partner from RoboCop yeah. series." But um, they're all there. George Clooney tells, you know, Buddy, he's like, go mm -hmm. away. And he's like, I can't do that. So he's watching his back because they know that Snoopy's going to kill him. Yeah, they're going to get killed. So um, they, him and his, like, crew go into the safe and try to open the safe. And there's and, nothing really in there. And, and they're Clooney, also getting all the suits. Clooney's told Buddy to keep an eye on. Yeah, keep an eye on Nancy they, Allen. They, they're going to rape her. Yeah. He's like, yeah. They, <laughs> I like don't that. Don't first. He goes... Think they're gonna rape her and Buddy goes with the look of them, probably him too. <laughs> yeah, probably. But so um Buddy's watching them and they're upstairs trying to do the suit uh do the safe and they're stealing all the suits, just looking through it, because later on 
you know, Albert Brooks sees Don Cheadle and he goes, hey, those are my suits. He's like, no, they're my suits. But um, he finds Ripper and he figures out where the stones are. They're actually not actually in the safe. Not in the safe at all. They're in the fish tank. Which because they, they made earlier, they made a comment earlier in the movie about him about with how fish. uncut diamonds just, just look like regular stone. rocks. Yeah. So they do that, and they they actually get it. Buddy and him are in the car, and that's when he says they're going to rape him. I gotta him. go back. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. They're going to rape him too. He's like, I can't do this. He still. Feels something. He's still a good guy. guy. He's I mean, a good guy. He's kind very of. much a Danny Ocean. Yeah, he's a shades of gray. Like, yeah, Snoopy's oh. a bad guy. Nah, he, no, not yeah, okay, yeah, not that one. Yeah, all right. But you know, he's Snoopy's a bad guy. He's not that bad. Okay. So he goes, kills off like the brother-in-law real quick. Now because he is in bed with yeah, like yeah, he's her. totally naked. He's going She's, to be raping her. Yeah, he. So um, Jack kills him. And then White Boy Bob gets the jump on him. Oh, at the bottom of the stairs. The best part of the movie. It really r- is. Runs up the stairs, trips, put like <laughs> falls. falls on his gun, which goes right. And it his goes, head. yeah. The gun goes off and blows his brains out and just falls over. And again, George Clooney with the perfect. Yeah. Well, that just happened. Yeah. Look. And then he just kept going on, and um, then him and um, Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle, uh, Snoopy start fighting, and then Karen Cisco shows up, blows the hell out of um, Cheadle's character. Cheadle. And then they, we have the scene where he puts down because he said before he's not going back to prison. They're gonna a, have to kill me. Yeah, because they have this whole thing about Faye Dunaway and yep. Clive Barrow, and you know you always have a choice how you're gonna go. Buddy and yep. So he puts down his ski mask and he's waiting for to get death by cops. Yep. Because he he thinks <coughs> you know if I put the ski mask down, she won't. It have won't to look be at as me. yeah. She doesn't have to look at me. Mm-hmm. So they have this big scene. He's like, she's like, put it down. He's like, no, I'm not going to. You're gonna have to shoot me. And she yep. shoots him in the leg. <laughs> she nails him in the leg. And he's like, this down. is one of my favorite lines. Oh, where she goes, where she's I like, couldn't he, shoot you. She's like, he's he like, you, you did. Just did. And she's like, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> Kidnap, you know, um, gets him arrested, arrested, handcuffs him. Everybody else comes in. She's like, yeah, you guys are a little late. I just, you know, took I care did of all everything. This, just so you know. she, I always love this in movies, though. She murdered one person, shot another. There's like two other dead bodies here. And she just walks out. And she just starts walking out. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure they would have tons of questions for you right I now. Have, I have a friend who works for a police department, and I'd have to ask her, is this the common thing? Yeah. When there's an officer involved, shouldn't you just let the cops walk away? Yeah, she just or walks out. Or do you out. have to interview them? Yeah. It's like, okay, you shot one, you killed another. There's two other dead bodies here. There's a robbery. A lot going on. You might have to go down and get some questions. So yep. so now he's arrested, and we have one last scene where she gives him the lighter. Because through, through, through the whole thing, he does he's this really snap. cool thing with a Zippo where he snaps, and it lights up. It's because really cool. Jack Foley's awesome. Yeah. And she's like, I got you a, I got you got a, you a present got for you the drive present. from Detroit to the Yeah, lights. for the drive down, but you have to give it back. When I get there. When I get there. And you think it's that. And then one of the best cameos, Sam Jackson, gets in the car. Yep, and she he's like, "Where'd that name come from?" It's like, "Oh, you know, it means to flight." It was, uh, it was, a, it was like a, it was an Arab name yeah, of some sort. Flight from whatever. Flight, flight, it's like I don't know. Um, yeah, the people gave it after I um, broke out of Leavenworth. Oh, you've done that? Yeah, that time. How many times have you broken out? It was like ten times. It was like like 10 I think we're times. gonna be good friends, and it and so you know she gave him a way to get out, so they could yeah. get out of sight too. But the movie made like thirty million dollars. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. We never got it. <laughs> I like the look on her face too when he when yeah he puts it together in the back and he's uh, like oh so I think we have a lot to talk about and she yeah, just, she has, just this has a smile, smile on her face because she knows it's very specific and yeah. actually that's what Samuel L. Jackson's character said he said you know we were supposed to leave yesterday but some lady marshal wanted to wait yeah, for today because well, I, I guess, guess it's cheaper, it's cheaper to, to transport them. two of us yeah and and that's clearly his gift yep is you're getting out of this 
Yep. So, and that's the end of the movie. Great ending. Loved like I it. said, love the movie. I, I love these. Like I said, I love Out of Sight. Love um, this. I love Jackie Brown. Justified. Um, anything that yep. Elmore Leonard did. There's even bad ones that he did. Um, they made... Because Jackie Brown was actually the sequel, and there was one called The Switch before. Okay. They made that movie like a few years ago with Jennifer Aniston in it. Mm-hmm. It was a really small movie. didn't do that well, but it was good. I just love Elmer Leonard. And this this and Get Shorty are the best Elmer Leonard of Jackie Brown, too. Those are the top three ones because they understood what made his book so appealing. It was, right. You needed good characters. They always get good actors to play those characters, like I said. You know, John Travolta was never cooler. I don't think... No. You know, George Clooney, he's played this character before, but he was still well, cool. He was still charismatic in this. Jennifer Lopez was never yeah. better. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez was never better than this movie. Mm-hmm. Steve Well, Zahn. Geely. <laughs> yeah, Geely. Top quality. Mm-hmm. Just the Jenny from the Block video. Yeah, that too. was good too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she was never better. Um, Vink Rames is great in this. Just, just everybody's everybody. good. Don Cheadle is like oh. the only time that you were actually kind of... Threatened by Don Cheadle because he's not really a, <laughs> he's not a big dude. He's not an imposing dude. No, he's not. He's not. But he's good in this. Um, you combine that with the fact that the cast, like you said, we had we had that chemistry. The writing was great. The lighting effects mm. were so good. The it's just beautiful when they're have, having their dinner and it's in Detroit and it's night, but there's snow coming down. Yeah, it just looks beautiful. You're like that, that scene made, in the hotel you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they made Detroit pretty. I mean, that's, it's hard to do. That's hard to do. Even in '98, that was hard. Yeah. Um. So we've really thought we've really given our thoughts on the film a few times already. But does this film hold up today? I Hell think yeah. it does. Yeah. Like I said, there's nothing that dates this film. Yeah, it's funny because some of the movies we've watched, I'm like, God, that looks old now. Yeah. This doesn't look old. I, if, I mean, it also helps that nobody in the movie... They're all vampires because no one no looks one, that much older. No. Because Steve Zahn's age well. George Clooney's been like 50 since he was 30. And now he's like 50, so it just works for it's, him. It's tough when you look as good as George Clooney and I do. Yep. When yep. The two, I mean, we get I confused mean, for each other sometimes. All the time. It's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But I mean, like, he doesn't look any older. No. Jennifer Lopez still looks good. She I looks think, good, not as good as she did then. But I think the person that aged the worst is... Don Cheadle, because now you see him in, like, Rhodey. I don't know if something's wrong with him, but he's he was skinny yeah. in that last one. Well, I wonder if he may... Maybe he was know. supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah. But it certainly holds up. There was yeah. nothing in this film that specifically dated it yeah. to the 1998 time frame. No. And those two hours fly by. Oh, really fast. Because there's a Super lot fast. of blood in there, but it flew by. Like, I watched it this morning, and my daughter, like, my eight-year-old, like, I didn't really want her to watch it, mm-hmm. but... She kept coming in. She like, oh, this is you know, this is fun. This is fun. So she, you know, even she was liking it. So yeah, it holds up oh, yeah. wonderfully. So what's your best scene? I'm curious what it is because oh, we God. haven't talked about this in a couple times in the past. We've been on the same page. Yeah. I mean, my favorite moment is White Boy Bob killing Blowing himself. His brains out. Yeah, and that's... this is right after he was supposed to be watching Jack, but he goes and gets like a turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he goes. He's supposed to find Jack, and he, he sees the fridge and like, yeah, and he's like, score. <laughs> but um. That was probably my favorite moment. Moment, of it. yeah. But how about scene? The, I mean, it's got to be the, the car scene. It's got to be the trunk scene. The trunk scene or the hotel scene. I, I'm gonna best. go with the hotel diner scene. Yeah, I mean, not diner, but the fancy. Yeah, the hotel. Restaurant. Yeah, and those are two ends of the coin. They are. They're the same. So thing. good. Yeah. My favorite moment goes along with 
um, white boy Bob getting shot in the head, and that is when George Clooney gets shot in the leg. He's like, oh, you shot me. Yeah, you know? couldn't shoot you. Yeah, he did. You just did. Yeah, and the, and the neat thing with Jenner Sferina in it, I loved. That was I good mean, as well. There's not a bad scene, I don't That's think. That's the next thing, the worst scene. What is there? I don't know if there is one. I don't think there is one. There wasn't any, because when I think about worst scenes, if it's not, so I go two ways when I think about this. The first thing I do is I look at a movie and I go, what scene was just total shit? Mm-hmm. There wasn't one. Yeah. Okay. So if I can't find a movie where there's some a scene that's total shit, I look at I look for a scene that I go, well, they probably could have cut that and it wouldn't have hurt. Yeah. Eh. I can't find one of those in this one either. No, because I mean, like, okay, when he's talking to the guard, you're like, I don't have much, but you need that. You need that scene. That's how he gets that out. sets up the escape. Yeah. And again, this goes back to number one, Elmore Leonard's writing. Right. But also how great this screenplay was. Yeah. Because there wasn't a moment that nope. didn't need to be in the movie. No, it was just so good, so tidy. Yeah. Did you need, it, like, when they kill the drag queen? Probably not, but it, but no, shows, it sets up... It sets up Steve Zahn. It sets up Steve, Steve and Zahn. And how scary it, they are. And it also... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It also sets up how scary Snoop is at that point. Because remember, he doesn't like to be called Snoop anymore. Yeah. Um, because that sets up the whole scene at the end when they have to realize that now we have to go back in the house and save... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there, Midge. there's nothing in there that no. they could take out. So, so who's so. your champion of the film? White Boy Bob. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I can't disagree with you on that. No. I love White Boy. And this is so hard because they're so good. But I got to go Dennis Farina. Okay. Be- just because, yeah. like, my champion of the film is those people that, come, like, in baseball will come in and it's the, you know, bases are loaded to who you you're bringing in from one guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Dennis Farina is. He's thrown a hundred mile an hour yeah. fastball every scene he's in. Yep. So my champion of the scene of the film is actually not a person per se, but it's the relationship between Clooney and Lopez. Yes. So I can't really say it's a person, but that to me makes the film. Yeah. Similarly to how in the Oceans movies, it's the relationship between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing here. It's just with Lopez and Clooney. Yeah. So that's my that's my champion. Um. I think it would do well today. I, like I, I don't said, know. there's nothing that... Well, it didn't do well then. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, no Elmore Leonard book adaptation has ever done that well. I know. Because they're not flashy, so it's hard to sell. It is. Because, I, I mean, even Justified, how good that was, it never won it's any It's not a Emmys. flashy show. No. But, I mean, it's just like, solid. it never won anything. Yeah. They're just solid entertainment, and that's going to be one of those that's going to make $60, 70000000 million. Yeah. I see that. I think it would do fine. It it's might not be a little be a... better. You know, if you have the same movie and you say now from the creators of Ocean's Eleven, that might that get might it pull a little, a bit, little more bit more weight. Yeah. Uh, but this is pre-Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. But it ain't going to be making $300 million. No, it's not. Um, I can't recast the lead roles. Okay. I, I have a few ideas. Okay. Now, you know, I would just give it to them again because they're so There's... good in it and they still look the same age. They still age. look the same, yeah. But if you wanted to go with something a little younger. Okay. Scarlett Johansson as Karen Sisko. Yeah. She might be a little old. Might be a little older now for that, but yeah. still if, holds the sex yeah. quality. Yeah, but if you want to go a little younger, I don't know if she could act. So, like, my my first call would be to her, to Scarlett Johansson, because she would be awesome in this. Okay. Um, but if you wanted to go a little younger, maybe save a little money, Khaleesi from... Um, Amelia Clark. Yeah. I don't know if she can act. I don't know if she would hold this role for that. Yeah. I love Amelia Clark. Yeah. I just don't know if she could hold this role. But the guy, Oscar Isaac from Last Jedi and other stuff. So actually flip the, you know. So flip the flip the script on him a little bit. Yeah, then. you know, have the Hispanic guy. Yeah. And, you know, Caucasian woman have a little fun yeah. with it. But he. Like, Oscar Isaac would work. Oscar Isaac is so good. And then if you wanted to go a little older, 
he's worked with um, Soderbergh a lot. Channing Tatum. Tatum. He, I, I wouldn't thought so, but he's know, pretty good. He's in pretty Soderbergh good. Movies. He is. This is this takes. See, to me, it's hard for me to recast this because George Clooney's George. George Clooney. Clooney this character is Danny Ocean. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to see Danny Ocean as anybody but George Clooney. So I can't see this character as anybody but George mm-hmm. Clooney. But I like your ideas. Yeah, because I, I could see Oscar Isaac in it. And then I had a few other ideas. Okay. So for Glenn, uh-huh. I want um, Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. I can see that. It'd be a little different, but I'd like that. Okay. Um, how about for Ving Rhames' character? I just give it to Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames again. again. He looks the same. Just, yeah, he does. <laughs> just give it to him again. Maybe Kevin Hart try the Don Cheeto role. You know, ooh, that'd be again, fun. Again, you know, someone that's not really imposing, intimidating. Make him intimidating. How about how about we go? How about we go with some some real fun and we put uh, John Cena in his white boy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> that'd be fun to see. Yeah. Um, would you pay to rent the movie? I I just bought it because it was so good. Yeah, I, I own it. Yeah. So I own it on DVD and Blu-ray. It's so. six ninety nine to buy on digital on yeah, Amazon. I, just buy it. I might do that because I don't have it on digital. Yeah, so just six ninety nine. Just I mean, it's it was, worth it. It was three ninety nine to rent it or, or six ninety nine to buy it. it. So I just bought it. Uh huh. Um, and it's worth it. It's worth yeah, every minute of it. It's rewatchable. It really is. So, um, I enjoyed this movie. Um, we're supposed to look at what we're doing next week. So this movie, though, to me, really, like I said, it sets up what goes on with Soderbergh from here and the next yeah. few with the Oceans movies and Oceans, things like yeah. that. And this is still one of my favorite Soderbergh movies. If I had to make well, a top three, it'd be this. Uh, a small movie with called The Limey where Terrence Stamp is just playing a badass for an hour and a half. Okay. And then one that's not as well known or didn't do that well, kind of like this one, came out last year, Logan Lucky. Oh, that movie was so that good. Was so fun. And like it's Daniel Craig was this Yeah, Daniel Craig. He's not James Bond um, in that one. The um Channing Tatum and yep. then Kylo Ren. I can't think of his name right now. Um Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Damn it. Um <laughs> This is also keep in mind that this is the director that came to Decatur. Yes. And he shot was. here in Decatur. Uh-huh. Uh, a movie shot here in Decatur. Called so the you, Informant with Matt Damon. That, yeah, it's called The Informant, Matt Damon. Uh, a lot of my friends were in it, and then mm-hmm. that scene, those scenes got cut. Yeah, yeah, they shot a lot here. They didn't didn't use, use much, much here, but it was cool to be able to like, chase Matt Damon and George yeah. Clooney around Decatur. Yeah, like we actually because there was a shot right next to my mother, my uh, my in laws mm-hmm. own a theater downtown. Yep, and they're doing a shot right next to it. I didn't know they were shooting at the time. I just wanted to see because it was middle of summer, and all of a right. sudden they had fake snow. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So I go with it. My daughter, who's now eleven, was maybe 16 months at the time right she's in my hand and this guy goes by this big fat guy wearing horrible clothes and a bad mustache she just came by and ruffled her hair i'm like who the hell's touching my kid and i'm like holy shit that was matt, matt damon because we didn't know what he was gonna look like no we had no clue what he was gonna look like so yeah we saw that <laughs> he looks horrible in that movie scott bacula who's Bakula's in that. since quantum leap i actually saw him on the running trail the one person i didn't see that i wanted to because i love joel McHale. Oh, and yeah. And I didn't get to see him, and we missed him at the, we heard, like, because there was, our paper was like, every day's like, here's what the stars did, and like, they're at the zoo like an hour after us, so. Doesn't that just suck? Yeah, like, oh, so close, but yeah, he did uh, that. He did but, that, so if you ever want to see Decatur, a eh, little bit of yeah. Decatur, you can watch that movie. Yeah, and the company I actually worked for at the time was um, the marketing firm for the company that's 
in the movie, you know, ADM. ADM. So, yeah. Um, I asked my boss who was working at the time. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew Mark Whitaker. He was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the people that's portrayed in that film is uh, a good friend of, of our family, Mark Chevron, who mm -hmm. was the head of security at ADM at the time. Mm -hmm. And he's played by, my gosh, Biff. What's Biff's, what's Biff's name? Oh, he was played by Biff. Nice. Yeah. What, what's his name? Biff. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know what the hell his name yeah, is. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Biff from, from Back to the Back Future. Future. Yeah, he's yeah. played by Biff. Oh, nice. So... Uh, that was kind of cool. Uh -huh. uh, I didn't get to meet any of them like that yeah. because, but ADM didn't exactly cooperate with this film for some reason. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, this particular movie was really good. Mm -hmm. Go out and buy it. Uh, yeah. Next week, a we little have bit a, of a we special. Have a, we have a double feature because we didn't do Deep Impact yet. So we but, wanted to pair it with. Um, it's the 4th of July, so that means it's time to time talk to explode about stuff. Armageddon. Armageddon and Deep Impact. Deep Impact together. We're going to talk about them together because this was the summer of the uh, man-killing asteroid, asteroid movies. Yes. Um, so that's going to be next week. Mm -hmm. um, and that'll take us into July, which is nice. Yep. We have coming up still Lethal Weapon 4, which something I'm about Mary. I'm still a fan of. It's not good, but nope. it's got Jet Li. It's good. Yeah, something about Mary. Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. So we got some, we got big, some big hitters, hitters coming, coming up. up. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is it's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. But we'll I don't get know. To that Armageddon is next week. That's one of the best movies of the year. Armageddon. So. We'll, we'll talk about we'll Steve Buscemi, you know, oh, dry humping a space drill. So <laughs> Yeah, we can't pass that up. Yep. All right guys, we'll talk to you all next week. Um enjoy the drive back. Yes. Be safe. Safe driving. Bye bye.